Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mountain Buck Monday, an episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Spartan Forge. On today's episode, I'm going to share a Mountain Buck Monday story from listener Pat Lawrence and then dive into a short segment on the five keys to pulling off all day sits during the rut. The rut can be a grind and really tough to stick out day after day. So I hope some of these tips that that uh, I consider important will help you stay in the tree long enough to arrow that big woods buck that you're after. The podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge and the Spartan Forge app that utilizes years of military background and machine learning to pull from millions of data points to accurately predict deer movement. The new app includes GPS mapping with incredible aerial imagery, offline dependability, deer prediction, weather updates, journal entries, and much more. The app just released, so it's now available in the App Store. But to save money, you need to go to spartanforge.ai and create an account there, sign up, enter the code EASTMEETSWEST to save 25%, and then you go into the App Store, download it, and put your login information there. You cannot use the code in the App Store directly, so just remember, go to the website first, and then over to the App Store to check that out. Tethered is a company founded on the principles of educating the hunting community on saddle hunting while creating the most innovative, lightweight, safe products for saddle hunting. They have mobile gear options for all types of hunters and continue to push the envelope. Right now, they're doing the 12 days of rut miss and they're giving away a ton of gear from other companies as well as their own. And you can find that over on their social media pages, uh, specifically Instagram where I saw it there. And you can get entered to win a bunch of cool gear. So if you want to learn more about tethered and saddle hunting, head over to tetherednation.com. Maven is building the highest quality optics at half the price of their competitors through their direct-to-consumer business model. They want to create the best optics for the job, period. Their products are back with a lifetime no-fault warranty and incredible customer experience. I'm currently using the B3 8x30 binos in all my whitetail hunts. Super lightweight and you feel like they're not even there and they do really well in low light. You can use the coupon code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT for a free gift with any full price optics order at mavenbuilt.com. Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join me on Go Wild today and you'll get 10 bucks to spend on gear just for setting up your account. You'll keep unlocking Go Wild rewards and you can now see my complete gear setups underneath my profile, which is just under my name, Bo Martonic. And use the code East Meets West to save 10% off of all hunting gear on the website, including tethered saddle products. So go over to Go Wild and check that out. This week's Mountain Buck Monday story comes from Pat Lawrence and is from the early archery season in 2020. Pat said that I sat for 13 hours on Pennsylvania public land before seeing this buck. I grunted and snort wheezed him into 25 yards that resulted in a double lung shot and he piled up within 75 yards. I'm more than pleased to harvest this buck as it was my very first archery buck. By far the most wild and exciting hunting experience that I've ever had. 
And so Pat's buck, you can see the picture over on the East Meets West Hunt Instagram and East Meets West Outdoors Facebook page. And it's a really cool deer, mainframe eight with look like split brows coming off it and definitely incredible first uh, buck and, and just an incredible Pennsylvania mountain buck in general. So go over and check that out and feel free to send your stories in. Send them over to Bo at eastmeetswesthunt.com. All right, so topics of today's episode is hunting the whitetail rut and pulling off all day sits. The whitetail rut is, in short, a fucking grind. It's a time of year we look forward to that's just full of lows with a little bit of highs that are sprinkled in. Uh, during the rut, really, anything can happen at any time, and that makes it kind of difficult, especially when you have a lot of slow days um, trying to keep your mind in the game that you just need to stick it out because you can't really rely on, say, trail camera photos and a lot of other things because it can turn on quick and it can turn off just as quick in that specific area. You need that hot doe uh, to be in the area or come through and um, bucks checking those those doe bedding areas. And it was a few years ago, uh, I was hunting in Pennsylvania here during the rut and I'd spent over a week in the tree waiting for an opportunity. And on November 8th, it was right around noon, which, which is actually today here, November 8th, uh, I did a grunting and bleeding calling sequence. And within a minute, I had heard some thrashing across the creek. And I could see the legs of the deer beneath a row of hemlocks. And eventually, I noticed that there was a flash of antlers going up and down, just raking one of these scrub trees. The buck ended up breaking the tree in half and started moving towards the opening in front of me. And I had ranged where the, the grass hit the side of the hill there uh, in that creek bottom. And I remember it being 37 yards. So as soon as he stepped out, uh, he stepped out and I could just see the hair on his neck just standing up, just ready, looking for a fight. So I drew my bow as he was just steps away from that opening and I bleated, stopping him for a great quartering away shot. I'm shooting that. I was shooting and still am. That's the spot hog, uh, fast Eddie XL site, the double pin. And the way my bow was set up at the time, my top pin was set at 25 yards and the other one came out around 37, 38 yards. So it was perfect to put that second pin or that second dot on that single pin on on him there with a quartering away shot was able to shoot him and he bolted into the the creek bottom thicket and crashed inside of 80 yards i just kind of hung up my bow and sat down with a blank stare on my face you know if i would have been back at the truck eating my lunch i would have missed that opportunity it was literally right at noon it takes a lot of discipline to pull off all day sets but I think the rewards can be tremendous. So here are the five main things kind of put together of, you know, how to get through an all day set easily. So I wrote it. This came from an article I had written for free range American. You can find it over on their website now, but I figured in the podcast here, I dive into each of these things a little bit deeper. So first thing is, you know, sitting in a tree all day can be really boring and tough and, and to stay alert, I really rely a lot on caffeine. 
So I always have either an 18 or 36 ounce Yeti Rambler bottled that I fill up with some good coffee. And I like some of the, the, both the medium and the dark roast from Black Rifle Coffee. So I'll put those in and I'll make it and it'll stay warm in that, that Yeti bottle all day. So coffee does a few crucial things. So it keeps your mind in the game and focused, you know, when you're tired because opportunities are far and few in between. And it's important to be really on your A game and present during those long days. And in addition to that, just the heat from the coffee will raise your core body temperature on those cold and frosty mornings. Every sip gives you a little bit of a boost that you need and gets your body creating heat that will be trapped in by your layering system. So uh, another another tip uh, in addition to coffee to help with that is like when you take, say you take a, a Nalgene bottle full of water with you there and don't fill it up with cold water. Fill it up with warm water to take out there with you because it helps, again, do a lot of the same things that coffee will as well and keep your body warm on the inside, have it generating some heat. It uh, it can really help out a lot. The next thing is I bring a lot of snacks. So I've been around some hunters that won't bring any food into the tree. And If you watch the Quiet Place film that I was a part of uh, it's a Sika film over on their YouTube channel. Uh, I hunted with Jim Hole up there in the bow zone of Alberta and Jim wouldn't let us take any food into the tree. And that's, and I, I'm completely the opposite when I'm, when I'm not there, I like to have uh, a lot of food. And I think a lot of the reason is noise, scent control concerns. And on, honestly, I'm, I can confidently say I'm not one of those people. I bring a lot of snacks in the tree with me because food will allow you to stay longer and eating keeps your temperature up. Foods in high protein, fat, and carbohydrates create body heat due to the required energy your body is producing just to digest that food. So some of the personal favorite snacks that I like to have in my packer, Heather's Choice Packeroons, the Pro Bar Protein Bars, Pro Bar also makes a meal replacement bar that I take with me. Trail Mix and F-Bomb makes some beef sticks that are super high in fat. And I like taking those along with me. And then I'll have some other random stuff that I have around the house I'll throw in. But those are kind of like my core foods that I like to, to put in there. And one one thing is I feel like every company must be anti-hunting. I'm just joking because I know for a fact Heather's Choice is not. But when the packaging is loud and which makes it, it feels like it's, it's like on a speaker when you open up some of that stuff. So I take a lot of my food out of the original packaging and put it into little Ziploc bags. So it's quieter when you're opening it and need a snack when you're in the tree. The next thing is having the proper clothing can help you be comfortable all day sticking out from dark to dark. And it doesn't need, it doesn't even matter as much as specific brands. It's it's obvious that that I've wore sick of gear for the last like I think eight years and I'm a big believer in it. But honestly, just being able to pay attention to the, the principles of clothing layering system. So you want either a synthetic or merino wool base layer, an active insulating layer that you can wear as you're walking in, and then an outer windproof insulating shell at a minimum. And 
this will help you move moisture on the walk-in and trap that heat during the cold morning. So I remove layers as it warms up throughout the day. Uh, and so I, I don't wear all of it walking in. I usually just wear my base layer, my active insulating layer as, as I'm walking in. And then, so like for my system would be, I either wear the core lightweight uh, long sleeve from Sika and their Fanatic hoodie. Um, so I'll wear those as I'm walking in with just like a thin, either core lightweight or, um, uh, the core Merino bottoms and then like the Equinox pant or the Timberline pant as I'm walking in. Then once I get to the tree, I'll throw on insulating layers, whether that be the Stratus system, the jacket and bibs. Um, might throw the Celsius MIDI in there as well to, to add some insulation. If it's really cold, I go to the Fanatic system. Um, but the biggest thing is just want to stay away from cotton clothing. And it's an enemy for all hunters. It doesn't dry quickly, which can lead you to get in cold soon after you get to the stand in the morning. So the specific layers you wear will depend on the temperature range, but you always find me wearing something that's windproof. The wind will cool your body's core temperature down and leave you shivering in just about no time. And for your feet, this is another additional thing here. I don't wear rubber boots. I don't wear heavily insulated boots in general. The most that I wear currently is 400 gram. I have the crispy wild rocks and I wear those when it's colder out. Walking in allows my feet to, to breathe, just a leather boot. Um, and once I get to the stand, I trap that with um, with like an over boot. And the company that I use has been out of business for like seven or eight years. And I wish that I could find something similar. I've heard Arctic Shields and some other ones are, are good, but they're just kind of bulky to me. And the one I have is literally like a slipper you'd wear around the house. And I stick a body warmer in each of those and it just traps that heat in. Another thing that to note is I've been messing around and trying with putting an insulation pad on top of my, on top of my, uh, platform. So uh, like, you know, like a, a butt pad that you use for glassing pad that you use for out West, like just a foldable little foam piece, um, been mounting that on the top of the platform, giving you insulation from that metal from the metal platform because that'll keep you a lot warmer um than than not because that's a quick way to lose heat and then the last thing is just making yourself comfortable so along with getting cold being plain uncomfortable sends more hunters back to the truck early than anything else if you're hunting from a tree make sure that you have comfortable tree stand or a tree saddle is also something that you could uh, strongly consider. So when I'm evaluating, if I was looking at tree stands, the most important thing is the seat and also the stand itself. If you have a thin seat pad, it will not only make your ass sore after a while, but it will cause you to get cold faster due to the lack of insulation that's between your body and that cold metal stand. If you're hunting from a tree saddle, Having comfort adjustments on the saddle, like the ones on my tethered uh, Phantom saddle, will reduce hip pinch and allow you to change position depending on the tree. In addition, I wear knee pads or having a cushion around the tree that will give your knees relief when you're resting them against the bark. And also, um, I, I use that the recliner 
from tethered i think that makes a huge deal which gives you like some upper back or lower back support depending on how you move it that really helps um when you're sitting for a long period of time but whether you're using a tree stand or a saddle shifting positions from sitting to standing to leaning throughout the day will shift the pressure points long enough to get you through that long sit without any major discomforts and i i guess i did have one more that that i forgot here was just staying off your phone and I admit that I often violate this rule, but you should really stay off your phone while you're in a tree. Yes, it can help you pass the time, but it can just as easily cause you to miss a hard-earned opportunity. And I think most of us can remember a time when you're caught off guard by a deer when you're scrolling through your phone. But if you're creating, if you're putting in the time to sit all day, don't create more reasons for things to go wrong. In addition, boredom is good for you. As Michael Easter, who I've had on the podcast and wrote the book, The Comfort Crisis, which is, I think, my favorite book I've ever read, being bored will allow your mind to wander and not constantly be consumed by media. We go into the woods to escape from the everyday hustle and bustle, so try to stay off your phone and just enjoy that science. So the rut, really, it's a a magical time of the year. And if you put your time in and capitalize on those opportunities that are presented to you, it can be just an awesome time. So if everyone's out there still grinding, I wish you luck and hope that um, everything, your dreams come true and you're able to arrow that big woods mountain buck. Have a good week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.